Hi, welcome back to another episode of Love and Color. This is Eli, and I'm in the studio alongside Dr. Katrina Sanford. Peace and blessings, everybody. All right, and today for the last episode of our uh, Valentine's Day and uh, Black History Month special, we are going to be talking about NRE. Ooh. <laughs> New <laughs> Relationship Extraness. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> New Relationship Energy yes. for those of you who were not already acquainted with that term. So, you you've had some experience with NRE, Dr. Katrina. I have. I've had positive and not so positive experiences. Um, are we are we us. about to? Is this tea time? We about to dish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I want some hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, so when when I think about how exciting new relationship energy was when I was in my twenties, I you know I was reflecting on this and talking with my partner and a few other people before the show, and I was like, oh, I remember like being very focused on the physicality, like the connecting bodies, the <laughs> the rubbing, the you know, right, it was right. like that was super exciting, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I couldn't wait for that, and you know, as I have said on this show before, I allowed myself to indulge in my 20s (laughs) in intimacy. (laughs) And so that was fun. But also there was a lot of stuff that popped off sometimes. And specifically, as soon as I got into poly stuff um, and was dating other women at the same time in that kind of a situation, that's when I started like recognizing I had to check some things about how I engaged when it came to new relationship energy, because now there are these other people that were affected. And I definitely can remember there was this one time early on where I, you know, I'd had two partners and I was dating someone and, you know, I'm a Leo. So I'm like, hey, girl, what's up? You know, talking, charming. (laughs) Here's some flowers for you. How you doing, boo? You a queen? You know, like all of that. We're getting Dr. (laughs) Katrina's playbook right now, (laughs) y'all. Not all of it. Come see me. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I'm I'm enjoying it, right? Like I would when I was not having several other partners. And I I maybe, even though I verbalized, I have two partners, I'm with them, I want to engage with you. Sometimes you need to tell people more than once where you're at because they don't believe you. And, you know, I definitely had a moment or two of, like, women outside of my house, like, streetcar named Desire, just like, Stella! And I'm like, oh, shit, what'd I do? How did that happen? You know? So that's when I really had to, like, start checking it and be like, okay, be thoughtful about this. Like, don't get caught up in your hormones. Don't get caught up in your cave person brain. Like, you have to be thoughtful. You're dealing with another person, and these are feelings. And just because the energy feels amazing doesn't mean that I had to follow through with it in the way that I was. Yeah, because for you to be like, how did this happen? I mean, come on. We we done heard about the flowers. (laughs) We done heard about... About all the physicality. I mean, we know what it was. You were spoiling her and giving her that good, good. And then. (laughs) But I also said, yo, I got these partners over here. I'm not leaving them. I just want to enjoy you and treat you well. And I'm like, you didn't listen to the words either. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, man. You're well, right, though, Eli. That's why I had to change some things. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. Well, for me, and, and also I was reflecting on NRE and, and talking to um, my partner about this uh, in preparation for this recording, and I remembered my first case of NRE. Okay. I was, I think I was 15, and my parents had sent me to Montreal to stay with some family for the summer because hmm. I had an aunt that was having a baby and also like my parents needed a break. So <laughs> yeah. it, everyone benefited except for me. And I was like, I'm in Montreal. I know no one. And blah. At 15. At 15. Yeah. So and and my aunt had two had twins daughters and they were like seven at the time. So I was at home alone with these like little children that I was responsible for. So she called in help. She called in her baby daddy's niece mm -hmm. to come help me. So I'm at home with the kids. You know, I got one like pulling on me, another one screaming in the background. The doorbell rings. You know, I'm all like haggard and upset. <laughs> and I open the door and on the doorstep is this vision. <laughs> yeah. She just like big smile, huge dimples, yeah. just like perfect little chocolate brown and like everything. It was like every like tunnel vision, <laughs> like the, the child hanging off of my arm, the other child screaming in the background, like everything just yeah. like disappeared. And I was like, you must be who I was waiting for. <laughs> I, and I think that I think that was my actual opening line, which was pretty dope at nice. 15 to think of that off the cuff. Very you, you, nice. you got to give a young yeah. player some props for that. Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, she came in and like immediately like dove in and started helping with stuff. And and then we we spent this like intense summer together, like taking care of these kids and like alone all day. And then, um, you know, my aunt. And her boyfriend would come home and then we would immediately like escape on our bikes for the night. And like <laughs> I just remember like laying there with her like late. Like, no, and nothing happened. Like nothing actual. Like we didn't. Yeah. Like nothing physical happened. But I just remember laying there with her like into the late hours and like someone's stomach would gr like grumble or make some noise. And it was just like, is that yours or mine? And I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> we're this one Aww. being. And then it, it was yeah. just wonderful and innocent and all consuming. Um, yeah. And really the only time in my life that that has ever happened and it had, had not turned into something complicated or painful or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, so that's a time where Aww. it went really well, yeah. really sweet, like that's first beautiful. first summer crush kind of situation. Um, but then <laughs> there are definitely times where it has gone less well. Okay, <laughs> um, and and you were talking about the whole the the poly um, factor, and that for me is when it went sideways. So mm. I. Um, I was, you know, ex-wifey and I were married and we decided to open up our marriage, which is, in my humble opinion, probably the hardest way to do this. I agree. Right. Um, but we did it. We, you know, we did it. Um, that's not why we got divorced, but it, it didn't, it wasn't smooth. Um, about 
three or four months into deciding to opening up our marriage, we met a couple. Let's call them Lisa and Michael. Okay. Not their real names. <laughs> um, I make up names here to protect the not so innocent. <laughs> uh, so we met Lisa and Michael and we, we were dating them both as a couple. Lisa and I just tumbled head first mm-hmm. into this pit yeah. with each other. And it felt great. Yeah. It felt like being in the sun on like a warm summer day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that it felt like that. Like it just felt like I just had a glow all the time. Heard. But I it was that glow, what felt like a glow to me was like scorched earth earth for everything else in my life, mm. including my wife. Mm. So A of all, we weren't, I don't think, prepared for, uh, you know, three months into a decision for, for that level of entanglement. And two, I, I don't think that she's actually wants to be non-monogamous. So that was definitely complicated. Mm, okay. Um, and three, I lost my damn mind. <laughs> you know, and maybe three should have been one. You know, I don't know, whatever. But but I, I I lost my mind and it was scorched earth and it felt like Lisa was a drug that mm-hmm. I could not get enough of. It was just like I was just we we would be we would see see each other on Saturday and before the date is even over, we're like, when are we gonna see each other again? Yeah. What's the next thing we're gonna do? Like I'm not even done seeing you this time and already I'm thinking about your absence and it's intolerable. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So, as y'all can imagine, that had some negative impact on my relationship um, with with my wife. And at Mm -hmm. that point, we we had a primary, secondary model. So, Mm -hmm. wifey was primary. Everyone else was supposed to fall in line in terms of their um, their their portion of the emotional pie or time pie or whatever yeah right um and the nre was causing the balance to be off and right. my partner and right me my wife ex-wifey rightfully so felt like what the fuck mm-hmm. like i've been here for decades i have a child with this man yep. And old girl that he met on OK Cupid mm-hmm. is two like two months ago. Two months ago, taking my time. <laughs> it's taking my time, taking all the time, you know. And yep. yeah, that's that's a, that's that's tough stuff, mm-hmm. right? I'm 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 not going to sit here and make any excuses for any of that, um, except to say that my brain was broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my brain was fucked up, and we'll talk about that later. Um, so how it all how it all concluded <laughs> was mm-hmm. the the quad uh Lisa Michael ex-wifey and I we just all broke up in epic fashion and I ended up writing like a four page single space subheading <laughs> breakup letter and I kid you not I'm not oh exaggerating I, if you're I will show you I mean it's like subheadings or sections wow like <laughs> it was a good four pages wow single space y'all yeah um and then and then we didn't talk 
I didn't talk to Lisa or Michael for, I don't know, like a year or change. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just now getting to the point where Lisa and I can chat yeah. casually. Um, she was in town a, a few months back and we had drinks and it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it blew up everything for a time. It can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can. Yeah. You know, and and as you, you know, were talking and you said Lisa felt like a drug, mm-hmm. like that may seem exaggerated or dramatic to hear, but it's actually not. Like literally it is like a drug to our brain, like that connection to somebody else. It, it It's energy. It's it's vibratory it's like oh my gosh where have you been all my life right but when you're poly man that energy can mess some stuff up and and not just moving out of like a marriage you know well, let's let's not spoil the ending here Let, well let's <laughs> let's let's take a minute okay, and okay, okay. and how would you define nrea or, or new relationship energy um you know an emotional experience, it tends to happen, you know, at the beginning of sexual and romantic relationships, maybe even some friendships. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it's at the beginning where everybody's in a daydream, you know, and it's just like, wow, this feels so good. You know, that beginning part where something's new and your mm-hmm. body is just popping with all the goodness. Uh, that That energy, I think everybody kind of knows what we're talking about. Right. You, you feel it, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, popular, popularized in the poly community, uh, over the last like decade or so for sure. But, you know, it, it also shows up in monogamous relationships. Like you, you, you down for somebody, you down for somebody. It's right. just like a people human thing. Right. Um, the underbelly of, um, everything that Dr. Katrina just said is the NRA, the new relationship anxiety because yes there's there are the heightened feelings of euphoria and connection but sometimes there's also underneath that this fear of losing the person fear for that sure. the person does not feel for you the same way that you are feeling for them mm-hmm. um for me personally, my my anxiety that comes with a new relationship is, well, really based off of what happened with the Lisa and Michael thing. I I feel like I am um, incapacitated. It's it's hmm. it's it's the same way where I wouldn't have five beers and then get in my car and drive somewhere because right. I wouldn't trust myself to operate the car. Mm -hmm. And when I am in the throes of that sort of beginning intense emotional connection with someone, I feel like I'm under the influence. And then I have this anxiety where I'm like, is this real? Is this Mm -hmm. just my, is this just my brain? Like, is this person going to really hurt me? And I'm missing all these signs. You know, I, I, I feel anxious because I feel out of control of my Mm. uh, faculties. Mm Mm-hmm. And like something bad is waiting to happen and I'm not going to see it because I'm blinded. So, you mm. know, some 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 mm-hmm. people and I know I'm not I'm not alone in that. Maybe maybe I'm alone in that particular combination of anxieties, but I'm not alone. I know that that the anxiety is oftentimes 
there mixed in um, in that NRE stage for folks. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think I feel some of that too, but I don't start feeling that until later mm. where I'm like, oh, shoot, like now I'm a little bit out of the fog, right? And connecting with this person and now the insecurities start coming up and the anxieties and I'm like, oh, shoot, am I good enough? Is is this going to keep going? Are they going to hurt me? All those things. So I think I think maybe it's highly possible that most of us experience the relationship anxiety stuff, but when might yeah, be a little different. That's true. I like to front load my anxiety. <laughs> personally. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned, I think we've both mentioned things like the fog or feeling like um, we're under the influence of a drug. So let's talk a little bit about what is happening in the brain. And I'm I'm going to stop here and say that I'm not I mean I love I love science. I'm not I'm not like a flat earther or anything. I love science. Science <laughs> is good and it's real. Um but I I'm not one of these folks that feels like I need science to justify how I'm feeling all the time. You know, as, as I've said before, I don't need to know how big a bonobo's balls are. Like I like to be non-monogamous because I like different types of people. Like I, so mm-hmm. understand. Like yes, there is science underpinning why some of us are uh, tend to lean towards non-monogamy versus monogamy. But I don't need the science to justify feeling how I'm feeling or doing what I want to do. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, and for you know those of you listening, you shouldn't feel like you need science to justify how you feel either. But if you're interested in some of the science, here it is. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, you know, when we get highly connected to other people in this way, um, you know, some people call it lust. It does trigger some stuff in our sex hormones, you know, testosterone, estrogen, um, and not just within our sex hormones, but our neurotransmitters, which are, you know, things in our brain that allow us to be able to do certain things um, and help keep the brain going and popping when necessary. And like one of the neurotransmitters um, outside of serotonin, which most people are familiar with, of because, you know, depression and such. Um, Outside of serotonin, there's also dopamine. And dopamine, um, interestingly, is, you know, it's a a part of our body's reward system. So, you know, when you smoke a cigarette, when you eat a cheeseburger, those things give you a reward in your brain, which is why you keep doing it, right? And dopamine is a part of that. Dopamine also works on movement. So people who have um, Parkinson's, you know, their their dopamine situation is a bit off, which is why they have issues with involuntary movement and stuff like that. Like dopamine does a bunch of stuff, but it it rewards our body in ways that feel nice. And because of that, because our brain is so focused on what it's feeling and we all very much can get stuck in our hind brain, which is the part of our brain that's like very cave person like. It's a desire. You know, it's not super thoughtful. It doesn't do decision making. It just is like, I want this. And so I'm taking it now. That's the part of the brain that's popping for us when we get super excited with new relationship energy. 
And for a lot of people, we feel like, like Eli was saying, I can't control myself. I feel out of control. I feel, I feel drunk. I feel high, whatever. And that, that is the difficulty because if we're not thoughtful and we don't pay attention, then this energy can turn into something that maybe doesn't feel so hot. You know, something that something else that I found interesting in researching for this episode is that part of what's happening in that NRE period is that your your general serotonin levels drop. So you, in response to the person, your your love connection, you know, that'll that'll cause a spike in the serotonin, but your general serotonin levels drop having the results um, being that you have less interest in doing the things that you previously enjoyed doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So if if you were if you were someone that previously enjoyed watching basketball and that gave you the kick, now you're getting that kick more from being with this love interest, and then the basketball is having less of it, less of an impact than it was previously. So again, mm-hmm. that that adds to that feeling of this tunnel vision where it's like nothing even matters, right? That that lovely Lauren Hill song that just like <laughs> some, nothing even matters. The world could end right now, and right. all I see is is you is you, <laughs> mm. which is a great feeling. It really does feel good to feel that way, right? It's it's so lovely, but you know, I I think a lot of people feel like they can't control that and and don't feel like you need to like you have to but that's when you know that's why I was bringing up the poly stuff earlier because it's like if you don't control it to some degree if you don't figure out how to control it in a way that harnesses it well for you and your life then you know it it, it can get a little topsy-turvy it's it's like the difference between a controlled forest fire you know, mm-hmm. one that is set sort of intentionally yep. to clear the forest. And it's like, it's it's still powerful, but it's managed <laughs> in such a way that it's useful, mm-hmm. but not destructive beyond what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Versus a forest fire that breaks out after someone's gender reveal party gone wrong, right? And, and that's an uncontrolled fire and millions of acres burn <laughs> and people lose their homes and whatnot. So I, 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 it feels like that yep. to me. Absolutely. So That's a perfect example. The, the other things that happen um, in the beginning lustful stages of a relationship are that each of us, people who are you know, male-bodied, um, female bodied, it doesn't matter. Everybody will start increasing more testosterone and estrogen, which has the result of increasing the sex drive, which, you know, yep. so you're, so then you're, you're, you're fucking more. And then the more you fuck is like the more dopamine mm-hmm. and oxytocin that gets released. And so it's this, it's this cycle. It's just mm-hmm. feeding on itself. It really is. Until the chemicals burn themselves out and they do eventually, you know, and that <laughs> six month to a year mark is when, you know, they start sort of decreasing to more and it's sort of like leveling off, right? To right. A, a level that can be maintained. Because you, you're not, mm-hmm. you cannot maintain that heightened level of 
um, excitement and newness feeling with that. Yeah. Per, I mean, we would explode. We would. Yeah, that's <laughs> we would know nothing would the world would come to a grinding halt. There would be like 20 billion of us. And nobody would be doing anything <laughs> but making more people. So, right. yeah, that, that's why it's just like there's some checks and balances here, friends. There has to be. <laughs> but So there, there are other times when our bodies will release these types of chemicals um, aside from sex and new relationships. Um, childbirth, breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's part of the body's bonding yeah. mechanism. Yeah, connection. Right. Oxytocin, they call the love hormone. Right, right. So it it's you know there's there's the science. There's that's what's happening in your brain when you feel like you're losing your damn mind. Right. It's your your chemicals have just taken over. That's all. <laughs> that's that's it. You you, you so ba- yeah. Basically, you are high. It's like you've you've taken a shot. You've taken a, a hit of Molly, like every day. For six months. That's all. <laughs> totally chill oh my stuff. Gosh, totally. Think of the come down from that, right? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> let's now that we understand a little bit about the science behind what's going on, let's talk about some of the benefits of NRE. And we we started um already when we mentioned the bonding. Absolutely. I mean, and doesn't that feel nice when you can bond with someone? You know, we're social beings, and so we 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 like being connected. We want to be connected. There's a lot of complicated feelings that come with that. Uh, but, you know, as social beings, social animals, we also want to bond and connect with people for our survival. You know, we... That's that's why villages are a thing. That's why people talk about tribes, because you have people within your tribe that have all of these skills and this beauty with them and, you know, bringing all of that together allows for a beautiful community and we can all thrive and work together. So that's absolutely a benefit is being able to connect with other people because why not? Connection is beautiful. You know, we shy away from it maybe sometimes because it can also be scary, but on the other end, it's also amazing. Amazing. Well, yeah, it's amazing, and you're you're saying why you know shy away from it. I, I think about it in terms of you can't shy away from it. We are social animals. We cannot exist without each other. We cannot exist without each other. We we can't make other people without each other. We can't raise other people without each other. We can't maintain our our domiciles without each. Everything. Mm-hmm about our survival requires another human's input. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that to sound dirty, but it kind of <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, but but real talk, it, it, it requires at least another human, probably more than one. Uh, so if we're talking evolution, we need to bond to survive. It's not a luxury. We need it. Yeah. Uh, so the, the NRE is a benefit for that because it encourages that bonding that we need to survive. It's the same mm-hmm. re- that that's part of the reason why um, the same chemicals are released when someone is nursing a child. Yeah, because that maintaining that bond is so um, critical for that child's survival. 
You know, it's not a luxury. It's not just like, oh, it's in the suite. It's like, no, the child needs to make sure that it eats so that it lives and that you want to continue feeding it. Yeah, (laughs) because if we didn't have that oxytocin that that created that connection mm-hmm. and think about when the baby's oh, crying would, or pooping you or... would leave that child out in the woods okay <laughs> exactly fuck you baby <laughs> like, right yeah. it's too much so the it oxytocin is. you know is there Keeps for that as well oh <laughs> uh, anyway um <laughs> so the the connection also that you're making with that person in the initial stages of NRE cuz think about it you you in those initial stages it's like you want to know everything about that person if you could crawl into their skin mm. and just live there you would you know you <laughs> want to know about their childhood what are their yeah. likes and their dislikes and what are their dreams for the future all of that information is what is going to create the groundwork for a relationship that can hopefully survive the NRE phase. Right. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Big hopefully there. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But it, it's, it's, it's also a good reason, you know, to try to be as thoughtful as you can be when you're going through this NRE phase, because you can prep this engagement this connection with somebody else in a way that can turn into something that's healthy and rewarding for you in the future but if you just go based off of your hindbrain based off of your loins they steer us wrong sometimes and it might not allow you the ability to create something as beautiful as you want but also the other side of that is like we're not meant to be with everyone that we have NRE with for the rest of our lives. And so maybe, you know, your time with that person was to enjoy this new relationship energy versus being with them long term. That's true, too. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, that another potential benefit, not, you know, not necessarily, and I wouldn't say that this is a gold standard or anything, but um, it, it's a it's a potential and I certainly try to have it operate this way in my life. But NRE has the ability to to generate positive energy that can be used elsewhere. Just think of Mm -hmm. it like like a a nuclear generator, just like just creating (laughs) this endless source of like energy and power that you can then put towards your work projects put towards other partners, you know, put towards yourself and self-care just because you're just feeling good. Yeah, spreading the joy. Right. Yeah, because when you're, think about it, you know, when when we think about the the movies and someone's in love, you know, they have that scene where you've just gone on this date with this new person and you're just like running and jumping on things and just, (laughs) just being silly and enjoying the fact that, oh my goodness, I am reveling in this love and beauty. Right. And that does spread because when we're happy in our relationships, when we're happy with our connections to other people, then we come to other people with peace and joy. And that just spreads. Right. It does. You can't right. help but smile at somebody who's smiling at you, who's just so excited about life, right? right. Oh, yeah. Right. So any other benefits 
before we go to the other side of things? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the ones that we talked about are are pretty significant. Just the connection period and, and having a good positive connection is, is a significant benefit of NRE. So, yeah, I pitfalls is is I'm down for that. Let's let's go into that because that's something to be thoughtful about as well and not just get stuck in all the goodness there. Indeed. You know, things are not always wonderful, um, <laughs> even I, though we'd like them to be. But it's good to know what not wonderful things can come up so that we can be prepared for them and not get stuck in them. All right. Dr. Katrina, why don't you take us away? T- tell us about <laughs> some of the not wonderful things. <laughs> Well, I mean, first and foremost, and I think a lot of us have been through this, you know, after the NRE phase, you know, you're you're over here in this relationship with this person where you're like, oof, I don't actually know if I want to keep moving forward with this. And it is between this like six months and year and a half where people start, couples start coming into therapy Mm, where they're like, Hey, so <laughs> we're not doing so hot and we have, you know, all the the NRE is as worn off. And so now all of the issues that come up between you two are a little bit more clear and they're starting to bother you a little bit more. And so, you know, a lot of relationships wind up not going too far past about a year and a half or two years because you're stuck in the NRE phase and you're not really like paying attention to some of the red flags or some of the issues that come up and you're more open to ignoring them because you just want to be in the love and the care. Um, But when it wears off, that's no fun. And then, you know, you're in this relationship where you're like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to be here. That's one pitfall for sure. I've definitely been there. Ooh, yeah, I think I have too. Yeah, that's 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 a pretty common one. And I, for a while, I had a policy. It's, it was an unsp- I mean, it was unspoken to the other people. It was spoken to me um, that I would only date someone for uh, two months hmm. and then break up. Regardless. That was a, a pattern you had? Yeah, where, I, where it wasn't a pattern. It was like, oh, Eli, okay. you're like, no. You are only going to date this person for two months. And then, so at the six week mark, I would start like getting myself ready to hmm. get out. Um, and it's because I was like, I, it's good here. I'm going to, st- I, I want everything to end good. So, I see. You don't want to wait for the things to go down. I don't want to wait for the other shoe to drop. Gotcha. I don't want to wait for the feel good to go away. Two months is, is I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling good and I'm not too attached where this is going to be painful to say goodbye. Hmm. That was my sweet spot where gotcha. I was just like, and okay, we're done. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I, for, for a while, I just never waited for that NRE to wear off. Um, but another potential pitfall is you, you're in this new relationship with someone, you're feeling good, and then you get to maybe month seven or eight, and then you find that you're not getting the same kind of charge from seeing this person, and mm-hmm. maybe you find yourself waiting a little bit longer to answer to their texts, and, uh, you know. Um, and then you you think to yourself, well, gee, this is not how I felt in the beginning. It must mean that things should be over. 
when in fact, maybe things really are fine. It's just now your chemicals are leveling out Mm -hmm. and and you're just not feeling that same high anymore. And maybe maybe the answer isn't to walk away from the relationship because it, 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 if you're expecting a relationship to be fireworks and passion all the time, then you're probably going to find yourself bouncing around um, mm-hmm. and getting new partners and getting new partners and getting new partners and chasing that high like an addict, always needing to right. have increased the dose because mm. it's not hitting the same anymore, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when when you start feeling those NRE feelings um, waning, then, you know, it's the 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 question should be all right is are things leveling out or is there something that's not working for me really yeah yeah and you know we're so pleasure focused you know it's okay to be in that hindbrain desire brain i mean look at our society it 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 is okay for us to behave like animals we are animals we are animals yes That's the first part of our brain that was created. But when we don't use our frontal lobe, we have several other sections of our brain that has led us to the point where because we're humans, we don't have to act like animals. We don't have to act like these lions out here. You know, we we don't have to act that way, but we choose to. It's a choice to not use your brain and be thoughtful about some of these things. And so... I, you know, I, I get a little heated when we talk about assuming relationships should be over because people have this assumption and you see it in the movies, you know, oh, we're just supposed to be happy ever after forever. Right. That's not the case. Life happens. Stuff happens. And there's a reason why the oxytocin and stuff happens early on is so it can bring you together like hard so that you stay connected. So when you move on and things start getting harder, you're like, oh, but I have this base with this person. Right. But many people are will very easily just like throw a relationship away because, well, it doesn't feel the way it did at the beginning. It can't. It can't. It's not sustainable. Exactly. Exactly. And so you you see a lot of people not doing long-term stuff that could be beautiful because, well, I'm not feeling the oxytocin anymore. I'm not feeling that high. But it's like, well, you're not going to feel that high again because you're in a different place with this person now. Disney, if you're listening, (laughs) I would like a sequel to all of your princess movies where they show the marriage after Mm. the fairy tale wedding. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's the adult version. Yeah. <laughs> I mean cuz I feel like it's that's that's a lot of the narrative, right? Like this is mm-hmm. this is the nonsense that we've been fed about relationships. Absolutely. Is that it's all of it is supposed to look like that NRE phase and if it doesn't then the relationship is broken. Exactly. So I'm I'm we're asking you to challenge that. Um and in monogamy it shows up with serial monogamy, right? You're just mm-hmm. like, okay, that's done. It's a year, and then boom, you're right back in the next relationship, and again and again and again. Right. And and in non-monogamy, that shows up with like, 
maybe a, like a constant stream of partners or people collecting partners because again they're they're right. chasing that NRE feeling um you know and sometimes in those instances it's at the expense of the partners that are already there exactly <laughs> you know and and aren't aren't being attended to and you know there's there's probably a good a reservoir of good feelings to be tapped into there already you know that's being ignored because you're you're chasing the dragon, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and that moves moves us to the next point of mm-hmm. like when the NRE is wearing off, then you look around your life and it's in shambles. And you're like, what happened? The dragon set your life aflame. <laughs> for six months, mm-hmm. you've been over here in this person's face, forgetting about your friends, forgetting about work forgetting about your other partners potentially because you were so stuck in your hormones that you weren't thinking about how your behavior was affecting other people. And that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people like about NRA or NRE because it's like, oh, I can be selfish here. This NRA, is what that I, was the slip. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can be selfish. I can go do this. I can do that. Oh, wait, I made this agreement with my partner that that was something that we weren't going to do. And, and now I didn't have a conversation. And now my 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 primary and or whatever relationships, whatever you have, um, whatever structure you have is now blowing up because I wasn't paying attention to my will and I was getting stuck in my hormones. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been on the receiving end of that. You know, I, I definitely feel like that's part of what happened with Queen Bee. You know, and then the new yeah. pony came into the into the stable and it was like she just lost her mind. Like, <laughs> OK, well, right. Guess time for me to exit <laughs> stage left, move the hell along. But the the friends piece, I often struggle with that. Mm. I, I mean, not that I I'm in NRE right now, but I I have several unanswered texts from various friends on my phone right now. And if you're listening, I apologize. I'm going to get back to you. But I do tend to there, – there are certain parts of my life where I'm like, oh, that's suddenly not – like I, I, I deprioritize mm-hmm. because I'm not getting the same kick from it yeah. as I am from this other person. And that's mm-hmm. oftentimes – to my detriment, you know, it's and it's not fair also to my friends, you know, my non the the people that I love non romantically, because yeah. I I, it, I don't I don't necessarily have a hierarchy in my mind or my heart, you know. It's like I love um, right. the girl, I love my friends, I don't love her more than them, you know. Yeah, but um, oftentimes it's like. The, the priority will go to the romantic partner. Yeah. And that's more pronounced when it's when you're in that new the throes of that new relationship energy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's like your friends are just be like, homie, I haven't Where you at, bro? Where you at? <laughs> haven't seen you, haven't heard from you. Right. Not no call, no text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a friend in college that that used to happen with. I'd be like, yo, where you at, girl? Like Oh, you you got you dating. Oh, you got a new girlfriend. Oh. Okay, and, and then when gotcha. you finally do hear from them, 
Every other sentence, every other topic is, oh, so and so. Even you could be talking, <laughs> you you could be talking about your job, and it's just like, oh, well, you know, so and so has a job too. Let me tell you about what they do for work. And it's just like, homie, nobody was even exactly. trying to. Anyway, exactly. So yeah, don't be that friend. It's annoying. God. It is a bit annoying, <laughs> but also, you know, if you you have friends that are okay with that and understand that yeah. and and keep. Tapping your Ask shoulder. for consent. <laughs> hey, I'd really like to talk to you about this new partner. Can I? Can we set aside five minutes of this un- otherwise right. unrelated conversation just so I can wax poetically about them? Is that okay? Right. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's more appreciated, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- what... Um, what are some other, are there any other pitfalls that you can think of before we move into some signs that there might be a problem? <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's more, but I feel like those are, those are some good top threes yeah. to, to think about yeah. when, it, when it comes to NRE and how it affects your life. Mm-hmm. So some of the signs that uh, NRE may be a problem. Um, for me, like I just said, a big sign is when I start getting the messages from my friends and they're like, hey, um, haven't heard from you. And you blew me off when we were supposed to hang out last like that, that kind of thing. Like so feedback from people in your life that you are not as available is a, is right. a big sign. Right. And that could all, that could also be feedback from your partner or partners. For sure. Yeah. And then, you know, I definitely losing interest in hobbies or self-care because sometimes it feels like self-care is being with that person. Right. But then you don't take the time you need to exercise or, you know, go to your altar if you're a spiritual person or pray or, you know, hang out with friends that feed you um, or you're, you're not learning how to play chess anymore. You know, the right. things that are specifically for you to nurture you and your soul. You lose interest in those things because you're like, I could be over here doing this, but I'm going to go over here and cuddle with my boo. Which is fair. I get it. But also, that that's a, a potential issue that can come up. I have absolutely fallen into that trap mm. before. Um, the the not self-care, like I'll stop going to the gym or, or doing things yeah. for me because then it's, you know, so-and-so would be like, oh, hey, do you have any free time? I'd love to see you right now. And I'd be like with gym shoes on, keys in hand, headed out the door. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm free. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. Love exactly. to see you too. You know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's not good for the long term. Yeah. And then, you know, on top of that, after the NRE has has dissipated a bit, transitioning back over from being with them all the time to taking care of you and your business and your life. And, you know, that that also can feel kind of funky as the relationship is progressing. That's a good point. And, and to piggyback on that, I've found that the times that I have ended or transitioned a relationship and have been sort of at my peak self – like I have continued to take care of myself. I've continued to be uh, invested in my friendships and my hobbies. That transition, that relationship transition tends to be smoother because I'm mm-hmm. feeling otherwise okay. You know, and it's not mm-hmm. like I'm nursing a heartbreak on top of a 
like a cracked physical health or cracked emotional health otherwise. So, I, I, you know, certainly once you find that your hobbies are suffering, you're getting feedback from other people in your life that you're not um, as present, um, maybe that your other partners are feeling neglected, mm-hmm. you're, you're leaving yourself vulnerable ultimately, right? Um, uh, some other signs uh, that are troubling, um, your work or productivity could be suffering. Yeah. Focus, mm-hmm. not able to concentrate and get things done because you just key key in over here through mm-hmm. text or thinking about this person mm-hmm. and then your work starts going downhill. Right. Being careless. Um, you're not keeping um, commitments and commitments mm-hmm. can be time commitments. Um, you know, like you, you've made um, a date to go out with another partner or you made time to go to the game with a friend um, or it could be commitments as in, hey, I have committed to um, my partners that I would communicate with them when I started feeling like I was in love with someone. Right. Or, you know, you you, you made some other commitments uh, emotional or agreement-wise mm-hmm. that now this this energy and this pull to this other person is causing you to neglect. That's... That's a huge cue that maybe you ha- you have a problem brewing that you want to address. Yeah, for sure. So, are there some others that you've you've seen from from your practice, Doctor Katrina? Hmm. <clears throat> no others that are as significant as the ones that we've mentioned. You know, when you start noticing that other parts of your life start falling off, especially things that you enjoy or even if you don't enjoy them, like some people don't enjoy their work. But, you know, you have to do well at work to be able to get money so that you can continue taking care of yourself. If that stuff starts slipping, you know, you know, you need to check some stuff like for sure. Right. You know, and and this is something that is... um specific to the digital age. Hmm. Because, I mean, NRE is, I, I think that as long as we've been humans, we've probably, that this has been a thing. The difference yeah. is, back in the day, you would write boothing a letter, <laughs> mail it, <laughs> wait right. for them to write it, back, you know, write yeah, back, and then mail it, and then read their letter, and then like, oh, isn't that sweet? And then write another letter back. Or maybe you would you know, phone call, but you'd have to wait for the person to be off work or on break or, right. you know, but now. Oh my goodness. It's like, I sent this person a text 10, min- 10 minutes ago and I see the read receipt is on <laughs> and this motherfucker has not texted me back. And then you start like twirling <laughs> about it, you know. I oh, turn off the read receipt on yeah, my that's, phone. Uh, yeah, like, pro tip. We're not turn, getting in there. Turn the read receipt off. <laughs> but, <laughs> even if you don't, you know, even even if you even if you have the read receipt off, there's still that like that pressure right. and sometimes that expectation that the communication is going to be instant. Right. Um exactly. and, and that can be another indication that NRE might be a problem. Mm-hmm. If it if it's that level of um intense communication followed by intense anxiety, right. that loop. That's oh my goodness! Not that's not good. Send stuff. the text and put your phone down and go do something for you. 
That's that's how you adjust if that becomes an issue. Go do something for you so that right. you're not so focused on right. waiting to hear back from this person to give you life. Go give yourself life. Right. I, I do that and I turn off the notifications. Mm. So, uh, mm-hmm. friends, that's another reason why I don't begin back to y'all. Like, I just seriously just have my notifications turned off a lot because the anxiety of just like everything pinging and feeling like yeah. I have to respond right away. I'm like, right. I can't. I can't do it. Do not disturb. And I don't want to set the expectation early on that I will. That right there is not something you can keep up. Right. I hear that too. And I I like to communicate that Mm -hmm. when I'm dating new people like, hey, this is how my life is. And, you know, I I can't always be on my phone, but know that, you know, I care and, you know, I want to set up time to to chill with you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I don't want to spend time with you or talk to you because I don't talk to you all day. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I have to check with myself with the NRE part is like I I will intentionally slow down the communication because it's not only I don't want to set that precedence that that's that's that I'm going to be like that, you know, responding every two seconds. But then also for me, like I I don't want to I feel like that just adds fuel to that NRE fire. And I am not I don't really like to do that. Right. Um, Pouring gasoline on a gas station fire. Thank you. <laughs> I think you're supposed to use is it kitty litter, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I want to use double that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's NRE, as we said, it can be destructive, but it can also be beneficial and beautiful. So how do we manage NRE such that it works, it can work for us or at least, you know, not be harmful? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's sort of what we were just talking about, about grounding yourself in other things, like especially yourself. You know, self-love, self-care, making sure that you are keeping those things as a part of your life and your existence so that you are not primarily just leaning on these chemicals that will eventually not feel the same and and dissipate a bit. You know, how are you taking care of yourself while also being in this beautiful moment of dating someone and feeling all the goodness that comes with it? First and foremost, I think that's the primary thing to make sure mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to manage it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I would say on a, a very practical nuts and bolts side is don't make any life-altering decisions prior to a year. You know, don't sign any contracts. Don't, you know, I, oh, I'm going to fly across the country and move in with this person now, <laughs> month five. You know, because... right. You wouldn't get into the car and drive after five beers because you can't trust your reflexes, your depth perception. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't you can't trust any of it. And the the combination of chemicals that are released with NRE have that same effect. So mm-hmm. why would you then decide while you're in the throes of that NRE to upend your life. Yeah. That's, you know, it's something to think about. You know, some people just like to go all in. And for those of you 
bless you. You know, best of luck. <laughs> Tune in for the breakup series. But <laughs> otherwise, you know, it's it doesn't hurt to be prudent because if the relationship is solid and it's going to last past that NRE phase, what's the harm in waiting another six months to upend your life? Yeah. Right? I'm definitely better at that now than I was when I first started mm -hmm. my poly life. Sure. Because I, I moved in with my first two girlfriends within like three or four months mm. of dating. Mm -hmm. You know, luckily it went, it, it worked out fine for me, you know, and I uh, stayed together with wifey for about 10 years. So, you know, it, it worked out okay, but that probably wasn't the best decision. I yeah. probably should have taken a little bit more time to get to know them and myself. Yeah. And it was my first toe dip into poly. So I'm like, yeah, we're all going to live together in this great place in Chicago. And we're so good. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't disagree with Eli about the life altering decisions earlier than a year. But I would also say, you know, just be thoughtful about it. Like, make sure you're actually in your, like, frontal lobe, like, executive functioning brain um, with these decisions. And make sure that you, like, I know this doesn't sound good to, to have to do, but make sure you have a plan if things don't work out. Like, what happens then? That part. And it's, it's not romantic, but it's real. Nope. <laughs> you did, there's nothing romantic about sleeping on your on your homie's couch because you didn't have a plan let me tell you <laughs> and just so you know i have never been in that situation i always have a plan and a plan for the plan same, <laughs> same. so um and to to go off of dr katrina's point um remind yourself of the science remind yourself that mm -hmm. hey i am my all these chemicals are firing in my brain that are designed to make me feel this way about this person right now. Right? Yeah. And just taking the moment to just pause and remind yourself that sometimes helps. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. And for those of us in relationships with more than one person, sometimes it helps when you're in the throes of NRE with someone to take yourself back to when you met your existing partner or mm -hmm. partners and reflect on that and just remind yourself that, yeah, I felt that way, this way about that person too. Yeah. And don't, mm. you know, don't discount that feeling and don't discount that person, you know, and, and, and maybe, um, even having that conversation with them, like, hey, you know, I, I started dating this new person and you know, things are going great, but it really got me thinking about about you and how special yeah. our, you know, that first year with you was. And just it's it's an opportunity for you to bring that person closer, that person mm -hmm. or persons closer to you. Because I can tell you as someone who's been on the outside of someone's NRE, yeah. it feels awful. It feels in inconsistent, oh unpredictable, stressful, anxiety-provoking. Obviously, I've been on the other end as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're right, it does. And I, I like that you said that because it's, it's not just bringing that partner in and having that connection, but it is also, you know, giving yourself the opportunity to let them know I'm still thinking about you you're yeah. still my boo yeah. even though I'm over here in this NRE with this other person you know and it's funny you say that because I actually had 
that conversation with my partner um, as I was chatting about this with her, where I was like, oh, I remember, you know, that 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 first year, those first few months with you and how beautiful it was and how so into you I was and how I would get up early in the morning, which I am not a morning person, to go and see her before work. Like that that's how into her I was and am. Yeah. It just looks different. It's more mature now because the 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 oxytocin is not doing what it was doing. I'm not drugged. I am like freely moving through life with her. Yeah. Which is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so you know, the the other thing though, as as you said that that occurred to me that is interesting about NRE and poly relationships in particular is that anytime you start a romantic uh, relationship with someone else, it brings out another side of you, right? For sure. And I think that's part of what's exciting mm-hmm. to people in this NRE phase. It's not only, oh, I'm getting to, um, to experience this new person's energy. You're experiencing, to a certain extent, something new about yourself that's exciting, right? Right. right. Um, and I, I think that the what can be constructive possibly is to figure out how to take those new discoveries about yourself and apply them out. Exactly. To other that's arenas so of your life, you know, and right. maybe even your other partner or partners if that's appropriate. For sure. So. I can I can think of many times in the past where dating someone new has brought out something in me that I wasn't aware or didn't have with my partner. Yeah. And they would notice it or I would have a conversation about it and then we could then bond and or enjoy that thing as well. Right. Like, oh, this is a new facet to right. our relationship now. How cool. Right. So that's another way that NRE could be the controlled forest fire versus exactly. the baby, the gender reveal debacle, right? <laughs> um, anyway, so what do you say, Dr. Katrina? Have we uh, we talked about all the things? I think we've talked about most of the things we can talk about. I, I will say, you know, we've talked about pitfalls and how to manage and stuff. But I will say just enjoy. Enjoy dating someone new, getting to know them. Be present focused, be in that moment, because I think sometimes we just look ahead a little too much and our anxiety starts popping and stressing. Just like looking that person in their eyes, enjoying that moment with them and, you know, also just trying to be thoughtful about who you are, what you want, where you're at. What you, what discussions you've had with your partners, yeah, and and making sure that you stay fully in your integrity while still also enjoying somebody new. Yeah, I I feel like a big part of what you were saying there about the anxiety definitely applied to me and and staying in the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I struggle with that. Just just yeah. reminding myself that this is this is a finite moment in time that I get to feel this way yeah. with this person but you know i will say and hey this is podcaster's privilege here and listen if joe rogan can be on his podcast for as long as he was just saying nonsense <laughs> i think i can take a moment and just give a shout out to 
a very special someone in my life. Ooh, uh oh, do yeah. it. Let's hear it. We don't we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Every day of the year is Valentine's Day with this woman. But I tell you, I just feel like it's been four years of NRE. I feel like and there's there's not a day that has gone by, if you're listening, that I don't think how lucky I am and how happy I am. And I just feel like I'm floating on a cloud anytime I think about you. So happy Aww. Valentine's Day. I love you very much. So sweet. And I'm so very lucky. Oh, oh my heart is, is just fluttering hearing that. And, you know, I, I also feel the same about my partner. So that's really cool that we both have people in our lives that we just love so much and yeah. appreciate every moment with them. Aww. Yeah. Love that established love relationship it. energy. Yeah. Feeling strong. Yeah. It feels yep. good. And we'll we'll do we'll do another episode about the established relationship mm, energy. That one's gonna uh, be fun. Yeah, 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 that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh but for now we are going to amplify. So, you know, part of what we do here is amplify organizations and uh, events and artists um, uh, who are people of color. Uh, and today I'm honored to amplify the homies. Um, they are a local band uh, called the Black Tones. Uh, simply put, uh, the Black Tones, they are a mixture of Kurt Cobain and Cornbread. They are, um, they're twins. Uh, Eva is vocals and guitar and Cedric uh, is on the drums. And it's it's a mix of of blues and punk and rock and just, just everything wonderful. Uh, and they are going to play us out they today this episode they just released two new singles on sub pop um so we're gonna one of their singles here we're gonna we're gonna play out uh, the episode and i hope that you check them out um on sub pop and Bandcamp. and Bandcamp. and if you ever see that they are in your town go see them Tell them that Eli and Dr. Katrina sent you. And you'll have fun. I <laughs> you promise you. Will they're fun have on fun. stage. They are super fun, amazing people, local Seattle band. Check them out. And check us out next time where we are going to be, uh, we're going to be starting our breakup series. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. <laughs> With I Saw the Signs. <laughs> <laughs> or I should have seen the signs or some variation of the two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, keep on living and loving in color, y'all.